This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled today to be joined by a physician who's also an entrepreneur, who's also a great thinker. We're joined today by Dr. Harvey Castro. Dr. Castro is going to talk to us about ChatGBT, AI and healthcare, how they're going to play together, and a lot more. Uh, Dr. Castro, take a moment and introduce yourself, and then we'll talk about your new book and about ChatGPT and so forth. Awesome. My name is Dr. Harvey Castro. I'm an emergency board certified physician here in Dallas, Texas. I've had uh, serial entrepreneurships in the sense that I've had emergency rooms, billing companies, uh, staffing companies, but I'm very focused in digital health. Currently, I'm working for Vital Health as their chief clinical officer, operating officer. It's a telemedicine company. Fantastic. And, and talk about your original company that you had exited, sold, stuff like that. And then tell us about ChatGPT and what it means for healthcare. Yeah. Uh, I was blessed in that I went away from the traditional emergency room and was able to work in what's called a freestanding ER. Basically, imagine cutting the emergency room and putting it in suburban America. And that's basically what I did for another company. I did about 20 of those and then realized, you know what, I probably should do my own company. And I created my own brand and branched out to about eight of these and we packaged them and sold them. And so that was an amazing experience, both from an entrepreneurship and from a service to others, as far as what I could do as a physician and giving back to patients. And so now the next thing is chat GPT and healthcare. And I am ecstatic, obviously, about this uh, topic. Uh, basically, it came out in late November. And in December, it, it just, I just became fascinated to the point where I started writing a book on the subject. Uh, basically, a lot of people don't know what ChatGPT is, and the skinny is just artificial intelligence that is basically you can ask it anything, and the artificial intelligence will not go on the internet. It will create its own response, and so it's, there's good, bad, and ugly about this, but overall, I felt compelled to write a book about this, and it actually came out early January. And, and what are some of the core themes in the book, and what will this mean for healthcare? Yeah, excellent question. So my main thing is, as a healthcare provider, there's leaders in technology that will dictate how I practice medicine. And so my idea was, let's have healthcare providers, let's have leaders in healthcare dictate how to use this technology. And how can it be used in te this technology? Just a grand overview of what I put in the book is basically, it, I divide it into three phases, preclinical, clinical, and postclinical. But basically, on the preclinical side, think of your medical student, think of your patients coming in. And so on the medical students, it can actually put in case uh, cases and examples of how a patient would normally present. And then ChatGPT can give you the, what's what we call in medicine, the differential diagnosis. And it can basically list out all the things that it could be. As a fascinating story, I spoke to a pediatric cardiologist. He said that he was diagnosing a pediatric child that uh, only 20 uh, cases have been ever documented in the world uh, of this particular disease. For kicks, he put in all the symptoms that he was presented, imaging finding, and actually ChatGPT was able to give that diagnosis, which he was amazed. And so moving forward, how can this be used? I see this technology, obviously, it's still in its betas. There's still a lot of kinks and issues we can talk about. But big picture, I do see this being an integral part of healthcare. I say ChatGPT today, but in reality, I, I believe it's going to be the GPTs in the future. Like there's one called BioGPT that will basically be in healthcare. And I think that's the one that we're, as a healthcare leader and future healthcare facilities out there, will be start using. And I know a lot of people are like, have never heard of this, but it's, it's literally just, it just came out. Fascinating. And when you look at this subject, 
this doesn't mean right now we're this horrendous situation. There's a million plus doctors. There's 330 million people in the country. We've got a horrible shortage of doctors. How is this going to change that? Or is it going to impact that? Or we're still going to need more doctors and we shouldn't lose sight of that fact too. Or how do you view that? Yeah, I love that question. One of the main things that I'm very worried for our healthcare system around the world is physician burnout. And with physicians uh, deciding to retire a little earlier than expected, the strain on our healthcare system is worse. And I know another fear now is hearing this ChatGPT and artificial intelligence. You know, the main question is, is it going to take over my job? And I don't see it as a threat. If anything, let me give you a real life example. I see this technology just becoming an assistant, an aid, both in patient and physician. On the patient side, could you imagine patients usually only get about 13 to 14 minutes with their doctors per visit? But could you imagine a patient going into the ChatGPT world and asking it, hey, I have diabetes. What are questions I should ask my doctor? What are follow-up questions? Then the patient comes into the physician and those 14 minutes are very high yield because they know what to ask and they know what they need. The other part on the physician side, giving you a real life example, I remember unfortunately working 24, 30 hours straight, two, three in the morning, being exhausted and looking at patients and saying, okay, it could be three, four things. It could be wrong with them, but having an aid to say uh, ChatGPT or something equivalent that I could put in the symptoms and it would say 70% chance of this disease, 80% of this, 10% of that. And it may put light on subjects that I hadn't even thought of. Not that I'm not, that I'm dumb or don't know the subject. It's just that there's sometimes some presentations of atypical presentations or cases that are so rare that a lot of doctors don't know. So I think in these types of situations, physicians will be able to use this technology to give actually better care for our patients. Right. In a lot of ways, much like digital surgery, robotic surgery, it doesn't replace the physician. It's a tool for the physician. And hopefully it makes our, you know, because we've got this horrendous shortage of physicians, it enables them to be more efficient and use time better and less cumbersome because they're then confirming or checking or, or confirming their own analysis or the AI is confirming, the doctor is confirming the AI analysis or both back and forth. I mean, you certainly see places in pathology, imaging, all kinds of other places where there's a huge step forward. And, and you assume at some point with anesthesia and a lot of other areas, it, it, you still need the art of the anesthesiologist, the CRNA, but that the AR could do a lot of sort of determining what you need to do here with, with, uh, with, with less reliance on sheer just sort of brain power of the physician, but the physician working hand in hand with the AI. Yeah, and I think you become a better physician, a smarter physician. Uh, this is a fascinating fact. Between 72 and 74 days, every 72, 74 days, our medical knowledge doubles. Could you imagine how much information has changed since I even just graduated residency? And so with that statement, having this tool to be able to educate me, give me the latest and greatest. I know the database has been updated uh, year 2021, but I can make the argument that there's some textbooks that physicians use that are outdated. They haven't been updated, but they still use that. And it's way before 2021. And I know some areas of medicine really haven't changed. But just to be able to have that knowledge uh, next to you, just like 20 years ago or whenever the first iPhone came out, uh, you know, we didn't have that knowledge. We had to jump into a book. Now we can pick up our mobile device and just kind of look up X, Y disease or look more into details. One of the things I have to share with everyone that I just it just blew my mind. I found a company in Europe, uh, a hospital system, and I talk about using this type of technology to help our patients. They basically 
looked at the discharge instructions for a child in with asthma exacerbation. They took all the ways that they're supposed to monitor themselves, take their medicine. But a child of five years old, they, they really can't comprehend a lot of this stuff. Obviously, the, the parents are the ones that are educating the child. But what this company did, or the hospital rather did, they converted their discharge instruction, made it into a coloring book, made it, and then took the images from um, Dolly, which is basically the same company from OpenAI, and they created images that would go with asthma. And then they gave that child that as a discharge instruction. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is going to change health care. This is going to help that child. Instead of relying on the parents, now the child is actually interacting with the coloring book, learning the disease, learning how to take care of themselves. And I think that's going to be the future for our patients. Yeah, it really is. And this point you make about leveraging physician time, I think is so right on. Now, you go to the dentist, you literally see the dentist for three minutes at most, but it almost seems like the hygienist does everything. Mm -hmm. But for the doctor itself, like like for doctors, not dentists, th this does seem like the more information the doctor he has and that he or she could synthesize it well, the more effective that time spent with the doctor can be, it, it, you know, just better prepared, a better situation. It almost reminds me in the old days. No, that you do surgery without images, and, and the concept of that today seems barbaric. And, and at some point, the amount of information that physicians will have synthesized, synthesized right, excuse my pronunciation, should greatly help the physician become a better physician. The better and better and simpler and simpler information, making the complex simple for the physician to work through and really diagnose and talk about with the patient. I mean, it should make everybody better, quite frankly. Well, and, and you just reminded me an excellent point. Uh, I just got invited. I didn't attend because it was in Europe and the hours are off. I'd have to get up at two in the morning. But they had uh, surgeons from all over Europe, and they were actually doing surgery. And then they had in live time the different surgeons being able to see the surgery in their in their home and be able to dictate how they would do the surgery differently. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is amazing, especially those surgeries that are not common, uh, that there's just a handful of these types of surgeries. And then to have the top of the top surgeons all over the world be able to use this artificial intelligence and VR all come into one place, it just blew my mind. So when you ask AI and healthcare, there's so many applications coming in the future that just gets me really excited because I'm thinking this is going to be better care for all of us. Fantastic. I could not agree more. And, and it should help us just make more efficient time of the limited number of physicians we have in our country and caregivers we have because it is a limited number. Uh, Dr. Cash, I want to thank you for joining us on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. What's the title of the book and where, where can people find it? Yes, sir. It's on Amazon and just type in ChatGPT and healthcare. And just type that in in my name, and you'll see it right up. I wrote two books, one specialized for patients, and another one just 10,000 feet high, helping all physicians about this. Thank you very much for joining us today. What a pleasure visiting with you always, Dr. Castro. Congratulations on all your success and, and your thoughtfulness here. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, sir.